Welcome to episode 36 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Kevin Dexter. And uh, we got some... Oh, actually, we got both Croc and Bullock yeah, this well, time around. Welcome to season two, guys. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, we are officially into season two now. It only took us seven-ish, seven-ish months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God, it, had, it has been a while. It. I was just looking at the, uh, the, the whole thing roughly mapped out on a spreadsheet. We are really close to getting into like Superman. I forgot we have sub the next show. I oh, know we have Sub-Zero though, which I forgot about, which oh, like yay. yeah, which kind of marks the, the I guess the, the end, end of, of the animated, animated series, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh my god, the animated series is almost over." I know, that's weird. I'm kind of sad about we it. We spent so much time in this. I know. And then I don't I haven't watched Superman in a long time. I don't know if it actually be any good or not. I I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through, to be honest. I think I've seen it all. There's probably episodes here and there that I haven't. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm getting kind of sad almost. But that just means we're closer to beyond (laughs) and static. Okay, I'm excited once again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any news for this week? Because I I, forgot to look that up. I I don't have... There's really nothing DC related. I mean, at this point, DC news, in regards to the movies, has kind of got to go on hiatus, I'd imagine, until after Woman... Until after After Woman (laughs) comes out. uh, Wonder Woman. Um well, there was there was the news that we talked about in our big crossover podcast, the uh, Wonder the, Woman sponsor. Oh, the Think Thin bars. <laughs> yes. What the fuck were they thinking on that? You know, they're, I, uh, I think every other just, company realized, like, they can't get anything out of this. It's not going to be worth their time. It's, it's, from what I've been reading, tracking, not necessarily critically well, but commercially, it looks like it's going to pull in about $65 million opening weekend as their projections, which is Okay. It's pretty good, actually. I mean, that's that's, I guess, all right for the kind Did of movie it's going to be. What is but... now the highest grossing opening weekend movie of all time? Oh, fucking Fast and Fate of the Furious. Oh God, I know. Well, what a movie. Well, it had an advantage over uh, Star Wars on two fronts. One that it launched in China at the same time as it did in North America, which Star Wars didn't. Right. And also, like Vin Diesel is fucking huge there, and no one really knows about Star Wars there. You know, you're part of the problem now, Chris. How am I part of the problem? Because you bought a ticket. Oh, God. You are now just as much at fault as everyone else in the world. Oh, it's so true. Welcome to the other side. But I bought, like, three tickets for Star Wars. Does that help balance it out a little bit? Nope. Just a little? All right. Still part of the problem. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go hang my head in shame. But I suppose we should do the podcast first, and then I'll go skulk in a corner somewhere and hate myself. That's just, what editing's for. Yeah, just going back to normal, actually. That's the standard state for me. Yeah. The, the only real news I have is that, uh, did you hear about the Deadpool animated series? I saw the headlines. I didn't dive into it. Uh, I don't know if there's really much to go in other than uh, FX is doing a Deadpool animated series from Donald Glover. I'm down. All that sounds amazing. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything else to say about it, but other than... It's as close to Spider-Man as he's going to get. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm super excited about that. So it was that, and then uh, they're rebooting Hellboy. Right, I saw that. Yeah, with David Harbour, who is in uh, Stranger Things. I really like him, mm-hmm. actually. I think he'd be a good fit. He was and, the sheriff, right? Yeah, he's a sheriff. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, I think the first... Ron Perlman is so good, though. He was. He was perfect. But, I mean, Ron Perlman's in his 60s now. I mean, the first one came out in... 2003. 2004. Have you yeah. seen them? Oh, yeah. Okay, I've seen them once each, I think. I liked them. Mm-hmm. I've never really read a lot of Hellboy, though, so I don't know that much Neither about did I. it. I didn't, because that was my first introduction to kind of other comics besides Marvel and DC. Yeah, because it's Dark like, Horse. I didn't know what Dark Horse was at the time. Yeah. And then that kind of opened the floodgates yeah. for, you know, Image and yeah, Omi. I, Omi is still my number one. Um, which one? What do they do again? Omi they, Press. They, they, do, they do a lot of the independent stuff. Okay. That's where Scott Pilgrim was published through. Oh, and, that's right. Okay. Uh, Super Pro KO, which is a great series that I'm going to recommend to everyone. Okay. Uh, get that early plug in. <laughs> the pre-plug. Uh, the Rick and Morty comics are done through them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, have you read any of those? Uh, p- part of the first one. Okay. Uh, there was... Uh, I'm, I'm going to save it to the plug because it was... Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I watched this video today and it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, let's, we'll stretch this podcast out as long as possible to torture you because you just want to <laughs> oh, talk about your bad plug. Man, it was insane. All right. Um, oh, yeah. And then I guess other news: the um, the FX um, X Men series. We oh got, yeah, we got a teaser uh, trailer for that. No, that's Fox. Is it Fox? It's Fox. All right. I yeah, because FX has Legion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It looked. Well, meh. Yeah. 
I mean, it was a teaser trailer. We didn't get anything. No, I mean, I know Polaris, the character is in it. I'm not sure in what role mm-hmm. exactly, like how big her role is. Um, and I know it's written by um, Matt Nix, who did, oh, excuse me. Um, oh, what's that goddamn show? Uh, it was on USA, Burn Notice. Oh, yeah. yeah I never I watched like, that show. It was fine. It was fun. It was yeah, whimsical. It was, it, was, it it, it was put on Netflix around the time when I was, like, binging White Collar. Oh, yeah. And then I was, like, that was the only recommendation on my list for, like, six months afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I think both those shows were, like, fun concepts with good characters that didn't know how to end. Yeah. Yeah, because they both went really cliched endings. Uh, but, yeah, so that's, no, the Gifted's going to be on Fox. That's what it's called. Thank yeah, you. And I had no other information except that I saw the trailer, the teaser. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I probably won't watch it. But, again, hopefully it's good. So... Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess really not much news wise, so we can get into uh sideshow. Yeah. The first episode this week. Um, I guess I would thought it was the first time we'd seen Croc since Vendetta, but he has a brief kind of appearance and almost got him. Right. I, I was going to say it was a very different take on him, but then I remembered like, Oh, almost got him. It's not really Croc. No. Yeah, it's not. Although it, I, I did love it though. Cause at one point he does pick up a massive rock and try and kill Batman with it. So it's yeah. still basically, <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he was a fortune teller. Yeah. He can basically see the future. Yeah. Whereas Batman can, because he told the story. Oh, yeah. Well, but, I mean, Batman just has everything so planned out meticulously. Right. He couldn't know. lie to his villain, so he had to set the <laughs> scenario up. I mean, he's really, really committed when he when he puts on a disguise. Actually, I mean, that was one of the first things that happens in this episode. So they're, they're on the train. They're transporting Croc to prison. Um, and there's a whole bunch of reporters on the train for whatever reason. But, of course, Croc escapes. And I love it because, like, the, one of the first things that happens is one of the reporters runs off to the end of the train, and it's Batman in disguise. I legitimately did not see that coming. I mean, at this point, you have to expect it. Like, he he does so much unnecessary work. Yeah, but like, I mean, I guess because this, I, I mean, I also didn't see it coming. Yeah, but, I was like, but yeah, oh, I was, this is awesome. He's just like, oh, he's hiding out in plain sight. Yeah, sort of. Um, but I love that. Like, that's how they they brought him into the episode. I liked that they this whole episode was outside of gotham yeah it was an actually. interesting story because the last time we had an outside of gotham story it was pretty horrible the last one i can uh, remember i guess there, there's been a couple now well, like, well, i think about it well i mean there, so the um the demon's quest was mostly outside of gotham but then what yeah. were you thinking of uh the the chain gang oh um the forgotten yeah yeah that's a shit episode mm-hmm. this but one's then, pretty good though yeah this one was much better than that i i mean compared to vendetta i think this one was a much better croc kind of even origin story yeah this would have been a really interesting story if it was the first time we saw croc i mean it's still a great story but i i'm curious how it would have been if like this was our first introduction to the character yeah because he is sympathetic ish Mm -hmm. less so than um say like freeze or even like man bad or some of the characters they really build up right but he's he's good in this he so they like, like you said they built up this kind of wall of sympathy where like he was a carny and he was abused and they like you know kept him underwater and chained up and then he immediately turns around and steals and then locks them all in a cage yeah. but i mean was any of that actually true i mean that's what he said was all the things that happened to him but i mean and i think that's part of his general origin but we don't know specifically was that part of his origin in the show i honestly don't remember vendetta that well so i i vaguely remember there being a newspaper that said that he was an escaped carney like that that part is definitely true he's from florida obviously (laughs) of course Um, he is and that he was a carney down in florida (laughs) okay um and then he it's florida how can you tell like right (laughs) that whole state is (laughs) It's a carnival. I hope we don't have like a massive concentration of fans in Florida. Oh, I'm sure we do. Because <laughs> if we do, we don't anymore. <laughs> and I mean, at this point, it's like I mean, I, being from Texas, you you understand the Southern jokes and like, like I'm sure people in Florida like they enjoy they not enjoy, but they they can take the the Florida jokes. Oh, okay, see, I'm from California, where we're so uppity, we can't take jokes at our own expense. You're not. You're just so. you're Northern California, which is even worse. Even worse. Yeah. yeah. In Southern California, they're just happy that you're talking about them. Yeah. So. And he presses good press. Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, he is from Florida. That's uh, right. So he, him, oh, yeah. and, him and Batman have a quick fight on top of a train. Yeah. Um, they get knocked off 
and uh, end up in the forest. Mm-hmm. I I noticed that the animation of this episode is amazing. It's very fluid. I I didn't get a chance to look into who animated it. Okay, but it was I was going to ask well you if you knew because yeah, I mean it. I'd say it's some of the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and just even the the way Batman himself is drawn too. He's a little bit sharper. Like it, it almost felt like this was a like a midway point between the traditional animation of the animated series and then the redesign. Just in terms of everything, felt like it just I don't know, like a little bit cleaner. Yeah, well, yeah, because because uh, the next se- uh, new Batman Adventures, it's very fluid animation. He he almost acts like he doesn't have bones. Yeah, which is cool. It's very different. And yeah, this this I could see this episode as them being like testing out some things. Yeah. It, and it was it was kind of nice actually having this come right after uh, Mask the Phantasm because as we were talking about in regards to that, like a little bit worried, like how is he going to be going back into the show after the movie is so good? And actually in a weird way, this was a great way to do it because it was so different because it was outside out in the, like the forest. The animation was so sharp. Like the characters are actually pretty well done. Yeah. No, I had, I had the exact same thought. Yeah. I liked it better than the next episode. <laughs> called batman escapes yeah <laughs> batman disappears oh, five boy. times he, sorry i'll get into that later okay. <laughs> my God, five <laughs> fucking times um so yeah. uh so croc is hit with the trank dart while he's fighting batman they fall off the train uh, like we said before he lifts up a rock and batman kind of has this mr miracle moment where croc just misses him was he trying to kill him there did he did i think he, so did he miss throughout this whole purpose? episode we kind of see his self his self-preservation yeah. side pull like pop out that's true he's a he's a full-blown asshole so yeah he probably was yeah. trying to kill him and just missed yeah because he's also super incompetent but uh, i mean it does lead to like a, a decent chase sequence though the two of them running through the forest and um croc only kind of just gets away because he smashes like a fallen tree across a, a chasm which i had a problem with that i mean him getting away yes batman chasing him so he he uh croc pushes over a pile of rocks to break the tree and batman who we see like he we see he's on the the like green side of the tree mm. so he's more than halfway that's true yeah. across and he turns around as these boulders i i, I get the story point but like you you can have him like not be that far into the tree. But to be fair, to be fair, uh if I mean the boulders were coming down on, as you put it, the green side of the tree, right? So if he went forward, he would be in the path of the boulders, and then would get out of the path of the boulders. Like they hit in the middle. It would be to go back. Whatever. I yeah. don't know. I was frustrated at that moment. <laughs> Unnecessarily. It's a long day. I was frustrated with a lot of this. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, what I what I do like about that whole concept is it actually sets up a a good reason as to why Croc kind of gets this long stretch with the the um like the sideshow folks that he discovers without Batman's interference because Batman is kind of separate from them and we even get cool scenes of him um, trying to climb back up the cliff face and get to Croc. Really, again, some really beautiful shots there. Yeah, too. Like I think even when he. What is it? So when the um, the boulders fall through, he uses the grapple to kind of slow himself down, and then the grapple gets taken away, and he still has to leap over and jump onto the cliffs. And he's hanging off the cliffs. That's a really cool shot. Yeah, it's kind of off from the distance, and his cape's flapping in the wind. He's crawling back up. Like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they, they, there were some really interesting cinematic shots in this, and like there was no outside of like the boulder. Maybe mm-hmm. there was no real like intense threat. No, but they still made this episode feel fairly intense. Yeah. Uh, which was really cool. Yeah, I I actually vaguely remember this episode watching it. I, mainly it was the Seal Boy. Like that's kind of a hard thing that to forget. Creeped me the fuck. It's out. It's really bizarre. Oh man, of like because it's like normal carn. You have a strong man. You have some Siamese twins. You have a ringleader. Yeah. And then what's the next thing you think of for a carny? A half seal, half boy. Well, so the reason that was the- this the inspiration for Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's a, that true story is so fucked up. It's absolutely possible that this yeah. was, but I mean, so I think the reason the Seal Boy is in there is because this is based off of a comic, right? And in the comic, there was a Seal Boy, um, and actually, he's even weirder in the comic than he is in the show. I guess well, like post this on Instagram or something like that, so I can show it to the rest of the world. It's not just Cameron sitting across from oh, me here. God, but like in the the actual comic, his flippers are. They're like they're black like like a, like seal. a seal like i think he's he has like, like an actual fur. seal with a human head yeah with like fur on him whereas the one in the the cartoon at least like it's skin tone but that's still because if you think about the anatomy that means his his bones like are are like either yeah. his shoulder is either popped <laughs> forward i was trying to think of this on the drive over <laughs> like his shoulder is either kind of morphed in so his arm can bend back or 
he has like kind of like how like bird legs are bent. Oh yeah, like, like running like ostriches, their legs are bent the other way. That's how his shoulder is, or his elbow is. And so he just like is constant. I'm trying to make the movement. Yeah. If you can, if you can hear my struggle of trying to make just, what an what a seal looks like with my arms. Yeah, for those of you listening, especially if you're driving, uh, go ahead and take your hands off the wheel and just try and make it look like you're a seal. It's really impossible. And then his legs are just like they're flat, which is so creepy. <laughs> which means I don't know like what the bones look like in there, and it just. I had a lot of problems with the seal kid. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those things. The less you think about it, the better. Yeah, it, it, it is a huge departure. I mean, to be fair, Croc is bizarre, but that's more like a skin condition sort of thing, right? Than it is him so, being. So that was the other thing. Animal. So like the way he finds the the kind of carnies in the in the woods mm-hmm. is he's drowning, not drowning, but he's like taken in by the water, and he falls down a waterfall, and he's kind of just like sitting there. Right, and the yeah, the seal boy comes and rescues him. Yeah, but my my thing with that was like, because I I thought of Suicide Squad, and I'm like, well, he's he's a crocodile, he can swim really well. Yeah, and then I remember like, oh no, he's just called that because his skin looks like a crocodile. Well, but he actually can't in, swim like that. In Vendetta, he can swim well, right? Can he? I don't I mean, remember. Because the whole, the whole point of that episode is that he's attacking the boat. When it's, oh, that's true. Yeah. So, so I'm I, just I guess he, he's drugged. He's knocked out, kind right. of. He's, yeah, yeah. he's a little loopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but so he, he discovers this this tribe. I, there must be a better term to use than carny. I know. That's just my go to term. I know. Um, I'm, I'm going to look this circus up. Circus folk. I mean, that's, yes. That's what they are. Circus, yeah. Um, I don't want to call them freak shows. Well, no, that's just even worse that's than carny. Mean. Yeah. Uh, what is it called on Venice Boulevard, on, down on uh, Venice Pier? Uh, oh, see, I, 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 I think it's called Freak Show. There um, doesn't help. I look up circus folk on online, and the response I get back is Carney. So <laughs> I think we'll just go with Carney for now. Okay. Um, oh, I guess in Australia they say it's a showy. Yeah. A showy? Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm Carney. Okay. Carney. We apologize for being offensive to Carneys. Carneys out there. I don't know. Okay. Somebody finds them. Um, yeah, and so it's like the ringleader. You said this already. Yeah, the, the Siamese twins, the strong guy. Um, some interesting uh, voices in here. Did you look up any of these guys by chance? No, I didn't have much time so, for these. So uh, Goliath, the strong guy, is Brad Garrett, who was the brother on uh, um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Yeah, also later on, the voice of Lobo in the huh. DCAU. Yeah. Oh, in the... Um... In the, yeah. Not in Young Justice, or yes, no, in Young Justice. Um, I don't know in Young Justice, but I know in Superman. And then I think he comes, maybe comes back in Justice League, I forget. But definitely in Superman, it's, it's Brad Garrett. Um, <clears throat> and then this is only personally entertaining for me, but so the, the Siamese Twins, May, June, is voiced by Joe Beth Williams, who played Patricia Quam- Cromwell in Jungle to Jungle. Do you remember that movie? Is that is that the Tim Allen Tim one? Tim Allen, yeah. And a, playing a, a, Tarzan? No, it's a really young um, Sam Huntington. He was also Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns okay, yeah, and, yeah. and been a whole bunch of other stuff, too. But, yeah. And Martin Short. Oh, Martin Short is so good I in that movie. I remember that movie. Because it love... keeps getting blocked out with the um, the the Brandon Fraser George, George of the, the Jungle. Jungle. Yeah. Because yeah. there were so many in the late 90s. There... For some reason, that property just took off. Yeah. And even Disney. Like, that was when the animated Tarzan even came out. Oh, my God. That's I, true. Because that was the yeah. last of them. Yeah. Oh, what so, was did it just like happen to pop up on the I don't know uh, what uh what's the the thing where you can royalty free list Well but none of those those other two George the Jungle was a, a cartoon in the same vein as like Dudley Do Right and right. No, Rocky Bullwinkle yeah and then um Jungle the Jungle wasn't Tarzan I know but it's they're all the same story it's Man from Jungle comes to town Yeah oh you're thinking of um am I, I'm, I am thinking of a third one aren't I No uh, no, no, what's the term when it's a public domain? Is that what you're yes, trying to think that's of? what I'm trying to yeah, think of. I think of. Tarzan at this point is public domain, mm-hmm. but the other two aren't. But yeah. I don't know. I just I saw that it was Jungle the Jungle. I'm like, oh, I remember watching that movie <laughs> as, a, as a kid. It was stupid, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one, so the, the ringleader, do you know who Kenneth Mars is? Probably not. I do not. Did you, you watch Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. So when the older brother goes to work in the dude ranch, the guy who runs the dude ranch kind of has like a German accent. Um, I can bring up a photo of him here. I, 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 I can make out of like a silhouette. Have you ever seen Young Frankenstein? 
why are you putting me on blast right now? I'm not going to be mean. No, it's no, no a, I know, but that's that that's a big shame of mine that I haven't seen Young it's Frankenstein. It's a genuine question. If you've seen Young Frankenstein, he plays uh, Inspector Kemp, which is a great character in that. This is a. Uh, okay, yeah, I remember him now. Okay, yeah. Most of these were just for me because I really love Young Frankenstein and Jungle the Jungle, apparently. But you know, had to share. You have bad taste, Chris. <laughs> Oh, I deserve that. None of my plugs are in bad taste this week. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to challenge you on that, but all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they they, they take Croc in because, yeah, you know, he's, he's a kindred he's, spirit. He's, he's a fellow he's, carny. Yeah, he's had to he's go through. He's a fellow freak. <laughs> oh, God. I don't mean to be mean. He's had to go through some similar struggles. Right. And so they, they have this kind of place they bought for themselves so they can kind of get away from, from society and, like, all, all the hell they've had to go through. And he is like distant at first and is kind of his usual asshole self, but he does, he does kind of warm up to them a little yeah. bit. Like he warms up to them just enough. You kind of hope that he'll be taken in as part of the family. Oh yeah. Cause I saw this story going a completely different way of like, Where'd you see it going the, like the family trying. I mean, they did kind of, the family did kind of try and stop Batman, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. I wanted to feel more sympathetic for him, but like the second, yeah, I did too. Uh, so in, in the meal, they have dinner together and the ring or the, the strong man Goliath kind of lets it out that there's $50,000 stored, mm-hmm. um, in the barn somewhere Yeah, that just, I guess as being a carny, uh, croc knew exactly where that meant. Yeah. Inside the, the organ inside, inside one of the organ pipes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And he's like, he, so this, he like knocks on each of the pipes and there's a different sound. And like one of the sound, like obviously it's a different sound because that's how organs work. Yeah. Uh, but like one is like just enough off where he's like, this sound isn't right for this note. And I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know? They're like, they're all hollow because that's how organs work. So you can't base it off of like, oh, this one sounds more hollow. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, it has a trap door built in, too, which would actually, I think, kind of ruin the effect of the organ. Right. I mean, you and never it, see anyone play it. So yeah. Also, it'd be way easier to spot a trap door built into an organ pipe than it would be to go and knock on each individual one. Right. But we'll give them points for being an attempt at clever. Yeah. It was, it was creative. It was different. Yeah. It wasn't, like, behind a portrait. I don't even have portraits there. No. No. I mean, like, usually in barns, it's, like, under one of the planks, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, in the hay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turkey vault, my loot. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Goliath said he was going to go sleep, like, he said he was going to go sleep in the barn. Did I mishear that? It's something about on the, st- on on the, the straw. straw. Okay, yeah. So he just, like, slept outside. I felt kind of bad for Goliath. Yeah, because he's being so nice to Croc. So here, have my bed. Yeah. I'm going to go sleep outside where Batman finds him first. Yes. Uh, and he's Batman's trying to be kind of nice about it. Yeah, like, kind of. He doesn't get aggressive immediately. No. But, but I mean, he's just by his existence aggressive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he like wakes up Goliath. They get in a little fight. Goliath calls uh, Croc in. Croc like locks. He he locks Batman in the cage in the like generic lion's cage that all carnivals have. All all yeah, carnivals have. Yeah. Um. And he convinces the other carnies that he is the one that locked him up in his kind of backstory. Yeah, Croc's like, oh, it's Batman's fault. He did yeah. all that shit to me. Yeah, he was the one that locked me in chains, and I'm he's still wearing his handcuffs. So like, the, these are the chains that he put on me. Mm-hmm. So they all turn against Batman. Um, and then we kind of see Croc's true colors come out, and he's like, we have to kill Batman. Yeah. Uh, which is now, like... With a pitchfork. Yeah, because that's what you do in, in a farm country. I know I'm from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you solve all your problems. You just throw it into a lion cage and kill yeah. the pitchfork. Pitchfork and a torch. Yeah. That's that's how you solve everything. <laughs> um so his true colors come out, the rest of the carnies are like, okay, we're on Batman's side. Um and Croc, who now has the bat belt, the <laughs> Yeah, he utility takes, belt. He takes Batman's belt and he, what is he, does he take something off of there to use? Yeah, like knockout gas. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. He gasses everyone else and runs off. Mm-hmm. So then they're all locked up in a cage except Goliath who's just locked to a bar. Yeah, locked to the outside of it. Yeah, and then Croc goes in and grabs one of two rifles. Fucking fully, sniper rifles. Yeah, fully loaded. Of all the like, guns you could have used yeah. in this episode, 
a like not even like a semi-automatic sniper rifle because he yeah. he's letting those rounds it's like a, off. It's like quick. a hunting rifle. Yeah, you you would think that people who have tried to escape society because they're hateful and prejudiced would then not keep loaded guns around. Right. I mean, to be fair, the only child there has seal hands, so it's yeah, not like he's he going to grab a gun hold, and like yeah, use it. He doesn't. I don't think he has fingers from the looks. So we can't even fire it. Yeah. That's a form of gun safety, I guess. Right. Just turn all children into seals. <laughs> that seal kid creeped me creeped me out so much. Oh, but he's so nice. He's so, yeah, he's a sweet kid. But I mean, like... For a kid with flippers. Good for him. For a kid who's the entire world has looked down on him his entire life. Like, good for him for not being just, like, a bundle of problems. Yeah. They're all pretty positive people, actually. Yeah, which is really surprising. Yeah. But it, I, it, someone has to be, considering the other two people in the episode are Croc and Batman. Right. So, um, yeah, Croc starts, like, shooting at them. Oh, there's How one one get... that, like, really that stuck out to me. And it's when he's arguing with the rest of the Carnies and the Siamese twins. They're like, Croc, we don't kill humans. And he turns them, like, who you call a human? And I'm like, oh, shit, you don't call a carny non-human. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was yeah. really being mean. Yeah, he was. I mean, like I said, I wanted to feel sympathy for him. But like after that story, everything he does makes me hate him more. Yeah. It just turns him into the, a generic bad guy. Yeah. I'm mean, not generic, but just like what's the, the D&D term? Uh, chaotic evil. Oh, OK. There's no, it's the, the three by three scale. I, mean, I did one once and I was like what it, neutral what's the middle middle like um neutral neutral is it neutral neutral because it's lawful good lawful neutral because like, it's, it's what, what's the spectrum it's like lawful to anarchic i don't know no it's lawful to chaotic oh that's and right and then good to evil okay and it's only it's only a three by three so we, i guess we can just <laughs> we have four. <laughs> whatever, whatever the, the whatever the middle section is, basically means you have no personality, your opinions or feelings. That's me. There you go. Yeah. In my campaign, I'm neutral good right now. Oh, that's right, because you're playing a campaign. I am. Yeah. Yeah, it's going pretty well. Nice. I'm glad you're neutral good. Yeah. My, you... my character was just ca- cast into a void, and I lost all my items. And so next week, uh, my team it. has to come and find me. Oh no. <laughs> If they don't, will that push you like further into the evil category? Like, will you turn on no, them? No, I just am missing next week, so that was kind of the story they made up. For oh, me. okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it. We don't need to talk about top decking. Um, All right. So, uh, so Batman kind of pushes the cart off of the hill, crashes into the water, gets out, chases Croc around. Um, the seal boy helps him get into the hut oh yeah there's like an entrance into the mill in the water yeah and then we see of course bruce wayne was like a pole vaulting champion yeah i love that That it was a it was a really cool camera angle yeah uh but i just i'm just like of course he knows how to pole vault he knows how to do everything i know but that's one that i felt like he knew before he said like he was that that like preppy kid who was on the like on the pole vaulting team well yeah he's for spent, sure he's been all of high school doing like track and field and chemistry and stuff so he could eventually become batman yeah you know before he went traveling the world and became a, a magician with zatanna and zatara he was off doing pole vaulting yeah but i, I do love it because excellent end, form yeah they end up out like on the on the mill over the water in a fight and it's like that's a a, a place we've seen so many fights happen before but not necessarily with batman this is i don't know for me i was watching this weird moment like i really like the way they've set this up yeah like that it is a completely different environment and it's kind of silly, but for some reason it works. Yeah. And they don't, I mean, they're not fighting on top of the mill the whole time, which I think what a lot of cartoons and TV shows do. Yeah. They just get to at the end. and Yeah. Well, they're kind of everywhere. Like they start on top and then they throw them in the water and then they kind of are carried back up and they're still fighting. It's like they're fighting around the entire scene, which is interesting. Yeah. And eventually Croc gets knocked out. Yeah, kind it's of hard. gets his head squished. Yeah, it was kind of hard to tell exactly what was going on. Yeah, I, I think in real life his head would have, like, exploded. Probably. Uh, but he's got a thick skull. It's yeah. Got croc skull. Yeah, so he, he is knocked out. Uh, police come, lock him up. They, they like, airlift him. They strap him up like Hannibal Lecter, like in a gurney, and then they just airlift him out of there. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Um, that police department must have a crazy budget. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, it's probably funded by Wayne. Yeah, that's true. Why did they have to transport him by a train if they had a helicopter this entire time? Hmm. Maybe it's cheaper. It's probably cheaper. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they're taking the helicopter to the train station to do it all over again. <laughs> Hopefully they're far enough where they can just go straight there. Who knows at uh, this point. <laughs> but I also really love the very last line uh, where Seal Kid is talking to Croc. He's like, this is a place we can truly be ourselves. Why'd you have to do this? And Croc's like, well, I am being myself. I was being myself. I, I'm like, that's interesting. Because he, yeah. he's a character all about self-preservation, just like kind of crocodiles are. Yeah. And like, you know, we see him want to be connected to people, but that's not for the good of him. All he wants is money and to be safe. Yeah. And we see, if I recall, we see a, like a bits of this later again. Like there's an episode in the, the new Batman Adventures where it's him and Baby Doll end up teaming up. And again, it's he gets put in a similar situation where he he kind of does want human connection, but it's so unnatural to him that he doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, he, I like I like the way they handled him in this episode that they they gave him just enough room to be interesting, but they didn't make him overly sympathetic. In the day, he is still yeah. a thug, right? Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I put it on the watch list and not the don't watch list. Exactly. That's oh, okay. The, yeah, I when we get to the end of the series, we're gonna have to sit down and, and do that definitive. Oh, God damn it, that's a lot of work. I know. All right. <laughs> Whatever. But hey, we already know we can just throw this one on the watch list. There so, we go. Yeah. One down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have any trivia. I mentioned earlier that it's it's based off of uh, a comic from Denny O'Neill called A Vow from the Grave. I looked up the actual storyline where I guess Goliath, because Croc wasn't in that original storyline. They added Croc into it. And in that one, like, Croc is the villain and, like, hangs the ringleader and, like, tries to kill a seal boy. It's bizarre. Not seal boy. Yeah. It's really, it's really strange. That, um, God. I finally remembered why the seal kid causes me so much anguish why <laughs> tell us cameron <laughs> pull up a chair there was a song that was stuck in my head for a good two years wow um do you remember as told by ginger i remember the show a very odd art style yeah i remember the show i don't remember a lot of details i don't know if i've ever really watched it uh there's one episode the only episode that i can like the, recall that a seal boy in it? the seal girl <laughs> what it's a talent show and the song is called I'm Just a Seal Girl Living in a Real World. Oh. And it's the most annoying oh thing. And God. it's a girl I, in front of her whole class dressed in this stupid seal suit singing this song. God, we don't need to play it right now. Oh. <laughs> Because <laughs> seals can't even cry. How did you get this song stuck in your head for two for years? Years. This song was stuck. Oh, I couldn't get it out. I mean, your your deep knowledge of obscure animation continues to amaze me. It, this one, this one killed me. <laughs> we can we can turn that off. It's. <laughs> Oh, God, that show is so interesting. I love you have so many layers of deep-seated seal-based trauma. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you go near, like, harbors and stuff? Does it freak you yeah, out? Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. And, you like, okay at aquariums? The, the Pokemon seal is one of my favorites, and Dugong is awesome because he can learn Aurora Beam, which is, like, very rare in the first generation. Oh, and there we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, but it's just, it's just, it's just this. Oh, God. Oh, Man, we learned so much, Patch on this show, Cameron. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll we'll move on from the trauma here of your your seal based childhood. God, stupid. <laughs> and uh, our our sponsor this week is uh, this on that. So again, we we've looped back around. We're back up at the top of the uh, the list here. But uh, so I'll cut in the promo here. Did you ever want to know about this? Did you ever want to know about that? Well, now you can know about this and that with This On That. I'm Chad Foglin. And I'm Mike Solari. And we're going to bring along a lot of funny people for you to enjoy. Celebrity guests. Musicians. Uh, people who are just weirdos. Guy outside. Our friends. And that's it. And they talk about whatever topic they want to talk about and we join in. So listen to an episode. It's free. On iTunes. It's on the Nerdist School Network. 
And there it was, guys. Yeah. So Is that go Chad Fogland's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, so now we're on to uh, a bullet for Bullock, which they uh, leaned real heavy onto the uh, the kind of noir feel of this whole thing. Yeah, uh, I per- love the music in this episode. So yeah, I mean the music kind of became a, a big deal. Did you look up any? Nope. Okay. See, you know, I was trying. I left it for you this I week. I was trying to give you an opportunity. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. after last week's theft. <laughs> Wanted to shat all over your hopes and dreams. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have time trivia. this week. No, it's fine. So, um, uh, this actually won the 1996 Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Music Direction and Composition. That's it. Well deserved. Yeah, and so it's um, by Harvey Cohen, who's a film composer. He, he passed a few years ago, but he's done tons and tons of stuff. But I guess uh, when uh, Shirley Walker approached him, they wanted to do this kind of like jazzy noir feel and by coincidence uh henry mancini who did like a very prolific composer himself he did the pink panther theme is kind of what he's most famous for um had died shortly before uh harvey cohen was approached this was kind of his homage to that style and and certainly once you know like the pink panther was a reference point you can kind of see oh yeah you can kind of hear it in there um i i I like it at times. It's a little heavy-handed for me occasionally. What I particularly like is the end when um, they do kind of like a, they incorporate the Batman animated theme into the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's weird. Did you ever watch Cowboy Bebop? No. Okay. Great anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually on everyone's like top five list. I've heard um, it a lot. I've heard about it a lot. They have a very similar soundtrack uh, okay. by this band called The Seatbelt. That's a cool name. Japanese band. Yeah. Uh, but they, they also do, like, if you, like, really enjoy this, like, like, not, I, I'd consider, like, poppy jazz. Not poppy, yeah. but, it, but just, like, really cool, like, exciting jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the soundtrack for Cowboy Bebop done by them is very similar to this. And it's just, oh, okay. It's really cool. All right. I, I will check that out, actually. Mm-hmm. I do, I do love me my jazzy songs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, like, right from the beginning, very noir film. It's set at, Christmas time, snow everywhere. Some guy almost runs Bullock off the road, and we don't see who it is other than a, a reflection of some very pronounced eyes in the rearview mirror. It's kind of a weird shot, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, but we also see very quickly that the animation is not as good as the last episode. It's Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. I think they focused a lot more on story on this one because there was a lot that happened in this episode. There is, yeah. They're actually, I, yeah, just trying to keep track of everything that happened. I have a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. I was also kind of like dozing out when I was, I was watching this. So it's a little. Uh, there were there were a couple of things that like uh, that kind of jumped ahead. So Bullet calls Batman for help. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go to GCPD uh, because he doesn't want them to find like any anything about him. I guess. Yeah, as he puts it, he like he bends the rules sometimes. Like right. he's not on the take. Um, but you know, obviously he, he's a little rough around the edges cause the whole episode is yeah. about how everyone hates him. Uh, but there's one phrase that he said, and I'd never heard this phrase before. Maybe you as a car person has. Okay. Uh, he says that he was part of a fender massage. I had never heard that and either. I thought that was so fascinating. I liked that. That's, I mean, again, like really heavy leaning into the noir thing. Like that's the sort of like just kind of weird line that someone would use in a movie like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. That's what I'm going to say next. If I ever get into a fender bender, I'm definitely going to say. If someone ever hits you with a car. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a nice fender massage. Fender massage. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so he, he asks Batman for help. And I love this too. He gives him a floppy disk uh-huh. loaded up with like all of his old cases, I guess. So it was going to take all night to decipher. Yeah. That must be a, a huge file on that <laughs> right. floppy disk. Or Batman's computer is garbage. It's probably slow because, you know. It's still ninety. Does dial-up exist in ninety-three? Well, we yeah, we've never been able to figure out exactly what Batman's relationship is to the internet in this because well, it I seems know, like, like he... we. I I don't know if the general public has an idea of like internet yet because the uh, first 90... web bubble hasn't even happened in ninety-three. I honestly no, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm sure someone's gonna yell at me. Yeah, and by that I mean my mom. Yeah. Please do yell at him. <laughs> um, so uh, Batman goes back. He decides to go back out on the street because he wants to be quote unquote guardian or uh, Bullock's guardian angel. Yeah. Um, Bullock is chasing down another kind of case and he's just a horrible cop in this situation. He kind of is. He almost gets shot twice. Oh, is this when he's with Montoya? Yeah. Wait, is this before or after he goes to his apartment? 
Oh, I, I scrolled past that. Okay, Ghost's yeah. apartment first. That yeah, is a very he, important part. Because so, like that, so he, yeah, his neighbor, uh, Nivens, who was clearly designed to look like David Niven, huh? who played the Pink Panther. Got it. Thank yeah, you. It all, it all ties together. Yeah, tons of other stuff. Um, it's what, his landlord, right? I, it, that's a little unclear. It seems like it's his landlord. I'm pretty sure it's his landlord. Yeah, and I got a little bit confused too, so I guess... So Bullock's apartment's rent controlled, and that explains why his particular apartment's like an absolute shithole. There's little like holes in the wall and cockroaches climbing around, and mm-hmm. everything around him is super nice. Yeah, and it's like in like downtown Gotham. Yeah, it's like I don't gentrified know. downtown Gotham. But at the same time, like I, I don't, I, I am not a landlord. I did not know how this works. But I find it hard to believe that you can redevelop an entire area, particularly one building, and have one room not get renovated. Yeah, because generally they don't. I wouldn't think they would do that. They wouldn't put in tons of money to make an entire building incredibly nice and have one be horrible. I don't know. It reminds me. I don't know. I think it's, was it Stuart Little or it was the tiny yellow house in between the two? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of that. Bullock lives in Stuart Little's house. Yeah. Yes, uh, but it's like the opposite because like the the neighboring houses are super nice. And then it's he super nice. Yeah, this, this, this piece of shit. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then he's yeah he's out trying to like solve the case. He gets like pushed onto the train tracks at one point. Yeah, another uh, murder attempt. This I thought was interesting though because you assume if there's a commercial cut there, you assume oh, Batman's gonna jump in and save him, but no, like the train the just, train just, on a different just misses track. him. So it's like I guess just luck kind of saved him in that. What point. does it feel like to be a like? train conductor in gotham when, like, yeah when like <laughs> there's a 50 percent chance that someone's gonna jump or be pushed in front of your track if i you were, think they just not care anymore I, if i were a train conductor living in gotham i would just never look out the window i was gonna say i just have a blindfold on i i would just like bring a book or i guess did they have walkmans then yeah they would yeah. have yeah they just like been on a walkman just not paying attention to whatever battles going off my rooftop or whatever person's been pushed in front of my train yeah or whatever hole hasn't blown into the train track out on some extension bridge somewhere i just like no i'm i'm tuned out yeah i just i'm just so fascinated by that (laughs) um so he's not hit batman doesn't save him he continues on with montoya to this case yeah uh they're kind of like breaking to a drug dealer's house also we see like a legit cracked in and we see was it was he selling cocaine or okay I have my uh, notes, like, because they, they introduced this, the character of Vinny the Shark, that this mm-hmm. is like the, the main suspect who's after Bullock's because he broke up his whole ring. Does Batman actually use the word crack dens, or does, did I just write that down? He says, um, a crystal something. Okay. Because again, yeah. I wasn't paying super close attention. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Did... But it's basically like, yeah, he basically said crystal meth on a kid's show. Yeah. I was like, this, is there actual crack yeah. <laughs> involved here? Well, because you see him with, like, a white sack, because we see, like, one of Vinny's, oh, like, yeah. uh, I guess, like, sellers mm-hmm. selling to a kid. Was it a kid? Oh, like, a teenager. I really he wasn't paying young. I was not He didn't attention. look like a full-grown adult. He was short. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he, like, you see him exchange his bag of white substance for money, and then we learn that Vinny is selling crystal something. And I'm like, how did this get through the sensors? It's It's sugar. It is sugar. It's, it's really, really good sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Pure stuff, not this garbage refined thing. Right. Yeah. It's you make the best kind of sugar cookies yeah. with this. Um That's Vinny the Shark's real big business, actually. He's gone super legit. Yeah. He's the <laughs> best bakery. He's trying to take all the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently they're crack dens in this episode. And they end up eventually out of an auto plant, right? Wait, what? Hmm? I don't know. What happens? Um, so they they break into a different kind of drug lord's area. Bullock is almost shot. Batman comes, saves him. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. He's like, we need to talk off the clock. So then they go back to Bullock's apartment. Batman's there. Um, and then he tells him he thinks it's Vinny the Shark. Do you have any connection to him? He's like, yes. Um, sorry. Oh, then they... he's pushed into the subway. Oh, okay. Because um, of eventually batman interrogates someone and they learn that vinnie's holed up in like an old auto plant yeah right mm-hmm. um and they as they're ready to because that's right batman picks up bullock in the batmobile and they drive out there and as they're getting ready to break in batman's like this doesn't make sense like why would vinnie warn you to get out of town because the whole thing not only is is bullock uh <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's like two storylines going forgetting on. Forgetting all the important details. Not only is someone trying to kill Bullock, but they're also like sending him warnings. Like, you need to get out of town. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, because that was uh, even in the apartment. Batman's in his apartment. 
Uh, he's like, this doesn't make sense. If you were getting these death threats, if it was a professional, they would have just taken you down in your apartment. Yeah. Not waited for you to do it. Not waiting for you to do it in the streets. Yeah. So Batman's still even kind of suspect when they go in to capture Vinny that he may not be the guy who's doing it. And um, maybe this is just me, but did Vinny look like Lee Marvin to you? I don't know who that is. Okay. He, he's been in tons of stuff. Doesn't matter. I'm sure if I if I saw a picture, I'd recognize I'm not going to bother. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah. um so they they break in they kind of knock out Vinny. yeah um they and then uh bullock has him kind of under arrest batman's like are you sure this is the guy like there's no other suspects on your list he's like no this is definitely the guy yeah uh and then it couldn't be anyone else that we introduced in the beginning of this episode no. i was all. really hoping it was gonna be a red herring that it was gonna be someone else i mean it couldn't have been anyone else no we we get back to his apartment and he's held at gunpoint out front the guy in a mask and he's like you how could you do this and then batman comes knocks the gun out of his hand we learn it's the landlord slash roommate not living roommate, slash live slash neighbor yeah um he's like all i wanted you to all i wanted you to do was move out uh and then he has this really crazy speech of how like there's no way he's going to be punished for this like yes yeah. you are yeah, like no jury in the country would like uh yeah, like sentence me for trying to kill right. you because you're messy. Cause you're, yeah, because you're that much of a pig. I mean, to be fair, in this episode, he pisses off Everyone. everybody. Yeah. Like he, I mean, a lot does happen. Like there's a whole point where he like goes trying to get information for Summer Gleason. He like trashes her office and she gets pissed at him. His neighbor hates him. The guys he's busted up hates him. Even Batman, like I was even surprised by how quickly Batman agreed to help him considering that even as Bullock's asking for help, he's being a total dick. Yeah about it but i mean to the point where it's actually been kind of great like as um bullock's asking batman like oh, do you want to help me wrap this up with this nivens guy he's like nah. no you got enough problems man it's all you yeah yeah but batman's telling someone else that they have enough problems right it's pretty bad i did this is a like a, a random note but was this the first time we've seen montoya in plain clothes yes so i'm assuming then since the last time we saw her she must have gotten a, a promotion to detective was she uh, lieutenant before that? Yeah, Lieutenant Montoya. Okay, yeah. So she must be a detective now because she's wearing mm-hmm. she's no longer in a police uniform. Yeah. So. Good for her. I know, right? Moving up. I mean, after she caught Harley and Ivy, because that's the last time we saw her. Oh god, that's right. I'm sure yeah. that's when she got her promotion. Yeah. I love Montoya. Yeah. She's awesome. Uh so so I, I made this this frustrated outburst at the beginning of the episode. Oh yeah, you were really pissed about something. He so like the the vanishing act that he does with Gordon all the time throughout every series and movie and live action adaptation does it everywhere yeah did it five times in this episode really five times he did a (laughs) stupid vanishing act in front of bullock and one of them like bullock didn't even look away it was like a camera was panned on bullock and then it pans back to a wide shot and bullock is still like making eye contact with him and he's gone he's He's like where'd he go (laughs) like that's the one where you can't get away with that (laughs) On, on the last time he does it you do actually see his cape like like uh, blow away as he jumps down the window. It's oh, okay. so, like Bullock's catching on. Like he's not going to get him a sixth time. <laughs> fool me five times. <laughs> fool me five. Shame on me. <laughs> but fool me six. Uh, Go on, was, finish the rhyme. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I, I, I can't finish it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean it. It's fine for being a Bullock themed episode. I think it's better than what it could have been. I suppose that's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like we said, the last time we had like a Bullock themed ish episode was the last Killer Croc episode. Yeah. And that, that was way back. I, I was like, Vendetta was like was one like of the first four or five. That yeah. Was really early on. Um, that was interesting too. Cause I mean, we talked about this before that the, the production order is what we're going off of, which is not the same as the release order that, uh, this episode actually aired like a full year later. Oh wow! Yeah, so like, um, uh, the sideshow came out in I think it's like fall of '94. This was fall '95. Oh wow! Yeah, That's I don't know. Crazy. I don't know why. Maybe they just were like this is kind of man. We'll just I don't know. Yeah. Push it on to the end. Um, yeah. Again, I don't have really have any trivia on this one, other than no the bit about the music. So yeah, everyone go check out the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> Tank is the name of the theme song, and it's like one of the most iconic 
anime openings of all time. Should we count that as an official plug? Nope. Okay, <laughs> good. I don't have to try and track it down and put nah. it in the notes. But uh, I, I think, ready? Move on to plugs at this point? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you have? You, you go first. I, I actually have been catching up on a lot of stuff recently. Okay. Um, I watched the movie Sicario. Oh, right. It came out last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so uh, it's, Emily uh, Blunt. No. Yeah, it's oh, Emily yeah, Blunt, em- Benicio Del Toro, mm-hmm. Josh Brolin. It's an amazing cast and um, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Um, and then written by, I think it's Taylor Sheridan, who also wrote Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? No, but it's on my. It's Chris Pine, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Hell or High Water, and I really like this a lot too because I, I really like uh, Denis Villeneuve stuff. The first thing I saw of his though was Arrival, which I think is just a, kind of a bigger, <gasps> uh, a little bit more so sophisticated good. film. I think this movie might have been a little overhyped for me going in. Yeah, because uh, it was getting a ton of praise. Got, yeah, it's it is really good. It's just it's not it's not quite what I expect it to be. Like I, I remember hearing references to like. Um, like a big sequence of them trying to um, like get out of Mexico. And there is a sequence where that happens, but it made it seem like it was this like real big, crazy fight and it's really not. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I, not an action movie. It's definitely more of like a, like a drama thriller sort of right. thing, but it is really, really good. Yeah. And my um, old job, I remember my boss was obsessed with that movie when it came out. Like any, any time I got a chance to talk about it, he would yeah. just go off. And I think if I'd seen it right when it came out, like in theaters right afterwards, I might've liked it more, mm-hmm. but enough time has passed. And I'm like, eh. right. Cause it was, it was, it was definitely a sleeper of last year. Oh yeah. Like no one, it, it didn't have great promotion. So I think that's why like it was very underrated and then people yeah. saw it. I, I kept hearing it pop up at a whole bunch of people's like top movies of the year list. And mm-hmm. then just kind of floated past everyone, but no, it is really good. Um, so that I actually do recommend. And then the other thing I watched was Justice League Dark. Oh, yeah, with Constantine? Yeah. Have you seen it? Nope. Not very good. All right. I mean, because it's, it's just like Batman Bad Blood and Batman versus Robin. It's all in that new 52 kind of verse. I don't know why they're still... Like, it's it's obviously doing okay. Yeah. It probably helps them churn it out when they kind of already have all their characters yeah. laid out. They have their voices set. But... I don't know. The the pre-52 stuff was just so good. Like, yeah. every movie was... I don't think they had, a not that I can think of, a bad animated film before they started the New 52 stuff. No, I mean, they, they had stuff that wasn't as good. Like, uh, I remember the Green Lantern one wasn't that great. Like, the Wonder Woman How one's dare you. good. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not... Which one? First Flight or Emerald, Ni- Emerald Knights? Um... I don't even First remember. First Flight is the, is the one where he becomes a Green Lantern. Yeah. I Emerald remember, Knights I, is the three mini stories. Okay. I just remember neither of those were as memorable as like Doomsday or Under the Red Hood or any of the ones. But it's like, it, it feels like part of the problem is um, they're doing really generic versions of stories that are already kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think maybe part of the problem is, is that they're, they're taking stuff that's set in this like far more complex continuity sort of mm-hmm. and they have to find a way to simplify it down and it just it seems just muddled and so i mean to be fair there are some cool things in it um so matt ryan who was constantly on his the show the live action show voices the character which he's good but the role is terribly written because they basically just like grabbed every cliche you can imagine mm-hmm. in like the british character playbook and just used all of those yeah the one thing i did like is that because it's all magic batman is kind of out of his realm a little bit and so he kind of has to be like a passive observer through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And how they play that's actually kind of fun to watch Batman not be in his element, which never happens. Okay. Because like even amongst the superheroes, he's always like on top of his game. Yeah. He's and like Vin Diesel. Exactly. <laughs> 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 he's never out of his element. Oh, uh, I said yes to that before I realized what you were saying. <laughs> and the problem is you're also right. Yep. <laughs> so Basically, Vin Diesel is the Batman of the Fast and Furious universe, of, <gasps> of any Vin Diesel movie. Oh. And you know it, it's true. I think a part of me just died. Yeah. Oh. I'm glad we can connect these universes. Oh, no. Yes, I guess you're right on that. <laughs> but like uh, like pretty much every Vin Diesel movie, it's not that good. There we go. <laughs> so there you go. Got That's it the way there. to end it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you really like Constantine, Zatanna's in it too. Yeah, like, okay. um, I'll probably see it for, um, for her. Dead Man. I like Dead Man a lot as a character. Yeah. They do okay with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Boston kind of brand. Boston brand, yeah. It's kind of mad. But yeah. So but what have you been uh, checking out? Um, you had something you were super excited about oh, earlier. Man. So so the, the first thing that I'm very excited about, not as excited as the other thing, uh, I finally, I don't know why it took me so long, but I finally started watching the last season of Samurai Jack. And it's so... Wait, the, oh my the last or the new? 
the new. Okay. It, it will be the last. There's only 10 episodes. Okay. Um, there, there are eight episodes in right now, so there's only two more weeks. Okay. And holy shit. It's, I forgot how good, um, was it Tartofsky? Yeah. Uh, how I good think. he is at cinematography. Yeah. It blows me away how beautiful these episodes are. And it just, oh, I, I, I watched the first episode and I was mad at myself for waiting so long to, to start the series. <laughs> it's so, I, I can't even express how good this, these episodes are. Yeah. They have just enough callback to the old stuff to where like, you, like, even if you just watched a couple episodes, you'll know kind of who they're referencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, oh my, I, I can't even explain. It's, it's that good that yeah. I don't have words to express how good it is. So everyone, please go watch The Last Scene of Samurai Jack. You can, they're showing every episode for free on adultswim.com. No subscription needed. Okay. Um, uh, having never watched the original, where could I find that if I wanted to get caught up? I don't know. God, honestly, what's the fucking point? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know legal sources. I'll say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that I was super excited about, there's a video that came out today. Um, there's a YouTube series called The Film Theorists. I don't know if I've ever shown you their videos. It's, like it's run by something. Matt Pat, yeah. uh, who, who started the Game Theorists as well. But there was a, a theory that came out today that I don't know. Did you ever watch um, Gravity Falls? No. Oh, see, that's the problem. I don't have it. The reason I was so excited is I don't have anyone that watches both shows they talk about okay but it's basically saying that gravity falls this disney show um takes place in the same universe that rick and morty takes place oh interesting and there's multi and uh the two writers are very good friends okay uh and so there's multiple references of each other's shows in like like there's a lot of gravity fall references in rick and morty mm-hmm. and it's it's i was it blew my mind yeah when they when they finished it's like a 15 minute video if if there are Gravity Falls fans out there, please go watch it because it's so fascinating. And it usually his videos like he's kind of grasping at straws and making these huge predictions, but this has like solid, concrete like evidence that they're the same universe. That's pretty awesome. It's really cool. I again, I also haven't watched Gravity Falls. It's it's wrapped though, right? It's done. Yeah, Gravity Falls. It's only two seasons. For being a Disney show. It quickly became one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I've only heard great things like, about it. It's yeah. really sophisticated for being like a kids' show. Yeah, like I think behind, it, like after Kim Possible and Phineas and Ferb, mm-hmm. I think this is my my third favorite Disney oh, wow. animated show. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's all up on like the their XD mm-hmm. app. Yeah, and if that. not there, then it's all up on Hulu. Okay. Oh, even better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna plug Gravity Falls as well because it's so good. It's only two seasons. Like if you're a fan of any kind of like mystery genre or like eighties horror, kind of like how Rick and Morty is, they draw mm-hmm. a lot of references from seventy and eighties horror films. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, those are my two plugs. Samurai Jack first, because it's God, it's it's so good, Chris. <laughs> oh my god, I, it's so good. I will try and find a, a legal way to watch the original so I can watch you don't the new even one. Need to too. Watch like all of it. But no, I have to. I know you do, but yeah. it, you just need to watch like the first two, first three episodes until you meet the Scotsman, who's one of the greatest characters ever. Is he Scottish? Yeah. Okay, oh, well, good. he's like the biggest Scottish stereotype. Uh, Other bagpipes. Oh yeah. Like does bagpipes, he play the bagpipes? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, he he has this magic sword, which is so cool. But there, he has this. It became very popular on Tumblr. He has this like thirty second to a minute long rant. Uh, not rant, but just like insult that he calls Jack, and it's all like very deep Scottish jokes. Oh yeah! And so someone finally deciphered each like <laughs> line by line of like how he's insulting Jack, and he's like insulting his hat, his teeth, his face, his 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 gi, mm-hmm. his sword, his sandals, his family. And I was like, oh, he like just destroys him. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. All right, I will go check that out. I'll check out Gravity Falls. Yeah too i think both great shows yeah i think and that's not just me saying great shows like they're like yeah that's the general public saying they're great shows i mean i'm probably the biggest critic out there of your taste in entertainment and i've heard good things about those and i except for maybe sicario i think your plugs this week are are better than mine yeah so you do have you do have good taste (laughs) and then there's seal girl yes okay i think i think that does it for us yeah Right. Uh, so you can find the podcast at Tim Talk Pod on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And, uh, you know, if you guys have things you think we'd be interested in, want to want to plug, 
let us know. We're always curious what our, our fans, our listeners are uh, checking out. So, yeah. And uh, I'm at Lordifer on all those same things. Uh, I'm at Cameron.Dexter. Ah, nailed it. I'm, I'm on it now. I, I got it. You're still on top of it. Um, yeah, and then, of course, we have our uh, latest crossover episode with The Novice and Frank and the podcast Two Worlds, this time all about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, we just recorded that over the weekend. It'll be coming out probably later this week. One of the most fun things we've recorded. Yeah. I say it, it was, God, it was it's very unprofessional, but it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of really, walking in yeah. and out. Uh, yeah. It's also a mini, mini Fast and Furious talk podcast. Right. At, the, at the end, yeah. It, it, it's long, but I, I had so much fun uh, recording it. It's, it's really good. So definitely check that out. Of course, once you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, don't go listen right. to it if you haven't, because it's just spoiler filled right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that does it for this. This week, we're back next week with something. The trial. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited for that one. And, and then I, something else. And something else, yeah. Whatever. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I think that does it. So, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.